Hey, it's Vadim. We made it to episode 50. Honestly, when we started this, episode 1 was in January of 2020. I wasn't sure if we were going to make it this far. It was pre-pandemic days. A lot has changed since then. But here we are, and we're, we're thrilled to still be doing this. Today's guest is Rusty Osborne. Rusty is first and foremost a musician. He's a bass player and vocalist. And you'll hear his story in his own words, but at one point he was playing over 200 shows a year and doing so really at the expense of his health. He's since significantly turned his life around through many years of research and trial and error, and he's become a health coach to help others achieve similar results faster. Rusty's story is is really interesting, and it really struck a chord with me when I found his content on Instagram. I think for a lot of us, we we feel like we feel like being successful as recording artists or as performing artists comes at a cost to our health, like almost like they're mutually exclusive. I mentioned on some recent episodes that I started spending a lot more time in the studio some 13 months ago than I had before, and. This comes with some challenges. I'm very concerned about my, my own health in this sphere because I have a part-time job where I'm in front of the computer. Obviously, the studio comes with a lot of computer time. So it can feel like all this hard work that we all know we have to put in is mutually exclusive with staying healthy. And one of the things that you'll hear in this episode is that it's absolutely not This is an important episode. I know a lot of people listening might just be wanting tips and tricks and recording technique, but your health is something that is a lot harder to get back once you've lost it than it is to just develop healthy habits and not lose it. And I know a lot of people probably feel like they can just be invincible and go forever but this has been proven time and time again to not be true. So setting some good habits, establishing some good habits in the studio and as musicians will really go a long way to ensuring your success in the long term. We get into a lot of interesting topics here and not just in terms of how to stay healthy, but also how to improve performance through things like proper diet and proper rest. They actually talk about vocals, drums, and guitar and bass. So I hope you enjoy this episode. You can, you'll hear Rusty is a very positive guy. He's very easy to talk to. I've, I've really enjoyed the couple of conversations we've had, uh, both offline and during the recording of this episode. You can find him at the Coach Rusty on Instagram or at Find Your Total Health on Instagram. And I encourage you to do that because I think he's, he's doing free uh, coaching calls um, like like a free 15-minute coaching call, and uh, he's just a, a pleasure to talk to, and you'll feel encouraged, I'm sure, listening to this episode. So I encourage you to um, reach out to him afterwards if you have any specific questions. Enjoy. You are listening to the DIY Recording Guys podcast, your one-stop information source for DIY music production, with your hosts, Fadim Karaz and Benjamin Hall.
Rusty Osborne. Welcome to the DIY Recording Guys podcast. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you guys for having me. Oh man, it's it's great to have you. No pressure, but this is actually our 50th episode. Woo! We've been doing this 50 weeks in a row. It's a bit of a round number, so <laughs> no pressure, guys, but we got to make this a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do my best to tighten it up. You're not the one we're worried about. It's it's Ben and I that I'm worried about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, we're going to we're going to get into all these interesting topics about health concerns for the recording enthusiast, but before we even do that, I want to ask you where in the world you are, because I know you're embarked on a little bit of an adventure together with your wife. So maybe say a couple things about that. Yeah, currently we're in Salt Lake City. So uh, a couple months ago, when there was no more gigs, uh, we said, well, <laughs> things are canceled. Why don't we take advantage of this, right? And and every opportunity, any challenge in life is an opportunity for something else. So we uh, sold our stuff. I gave my guitars to the guitarist in the band. So they're like, hey, you guys hold on to this. Use them if you want them. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> and we <laughs> packed up the van and headed out. So we stayed down near San Diego for a month. We came uh, up to Salt Lake City. We actually just loved it so much we booked an extra month here. Oh, so okay. Oh, wow. We're just, we're just loving it. It's, it's a good town. The people are nice. Everybody's thoughtful. Uh, there's great food. There's hills right here that I can get to and just go run around at. So we're just like, if it's good, it's in the best ice cream shop I've ever been to. Oh, man. So oh, wow. excited. That's where nice. it's all like the healthy stuff too, dairy free, gluten free, whatever you want to, you know, so yeah. it's, it's like, yes. And then uh, next up, we're heading to Arizona for a little bit. And we're looking at heading over to Austin and Nashville and Chicago uh, oh, that's wow. great. coming up on the list. So that's awesome. And you guys are just driving, right? You're just kind of driving mm -hmm. point to point. Exactly. Yeah. That we got a van cool. that we built out that we sleep in the back of when we want to. And yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, we, we invited you on because, you know, I think for a lot of reasons, but one is that Ben and I have spent uh, more time in the studios this year than perhaps any other year of our lives. Um, obviously we have this pandemic fitness and health are something that we've always, we all should be thinking about. And it's, it's become harder, especially for those of us who like to spend time in the studio. And I saw some of your stuff on Instagram and saw your story. And then you and I chatted offline a little bit. And I was like, this is fantastic. The recording community needs to be thinking yes. about this type of stuff. So we're going to get into a lot of different topics here, but I want you to talk a little bit about your story and your background as a musician and what were some of the like quote-unquote come-to-Jesus moments for you with respect to, uh, <laughs> to health. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, one theme that I've noticed, just to kind of preface this, is like sometimes you got to learn the same lesson a handful of times. <laughs> it's like how many times do you have to hit some sort of rock bottom till you learn the lesson that's getting thrown at you? Mm -hmm. um, and so <laughs> something for everybody to just kind of stir around, like life is throwing lessons at you. Are you taking the, the learning from it? Because if not, it's going to hit you harder next time until you learn. Mm. Wow, so, good point. <laughs> and what what uh, really illustrated that for me? Um, yeah, let me back up to to music, right? So, like most of us, picked up guitar in like middle school. I'm like, I'm going to be Igbe Malmsteen. Let's go! <laughs> and just like sitting in the shed nonstop, just trying to play faster. Um, and then I get into high school, and I. Uh, I'm doing okay, but then the other guitarists are getting better than me, and so I'm the fat guy that gets put on bass, as the story goes. <laughs> I could slim out a little bit in high school, but after that, I was I, I got pretty fat again. Um, and 
fast forward into like the professional music, you know, actual career of my life. And I was playing in bars all the time where I was playing, you know, 21 nights in a row and then one night off and then another 20 nights in a row. And so oftentimes it's, you know, for years it was 200 plus gigs a year, which was super cool. Ton of awesome experience, so much to do and so much to learn, but the lifestyle that comes with that, right? It's all of that. Plus, you know, teaching lessons during the day and, and Mm. making all the ends meet and making sure that the band is moving forward as well as playing the show as well. And, uh, then suddenly I was like obese and always drunk and just not doing good for myself. And it was a, it was a real mess, man. It was a mess. Mm. So I had to do something. So, uh, there's obviously it's like, okay, what, what, what do healthy people do? Let's just start there. Let's look at what healthy people do. They look like they run a lot. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> and so if I got, uh, if I woke up with a hangover, I was like, all right, you got to run. So I had this kind of habit built in, hmm. but if you're hungover and then you're running a bunch, your body is never recovering. And so it just kept getting worse and worse, more and more unhealthy to the point where I blew up my arms with tendonitis because this all ties in with inflammation and things. And so I couldn't play hardly at all, which is a serious issue. Mm. And it was a mess. Not to mention, I was still fat. All I was doing was running. (laughs) Like, I thought this would work, man. And uh, it turns out you can't outrun a bad diet. You can't outrun uh, (laughs) a regular nights of 12 beers and 10 shots. (laughs) You just can't outrun that. And uh, after injuries and issues and... Uh, illnesses and like chronically stuffy nose and just feeling stupid. You know, it's like something's got to change. So once my wife and I dialed in, how does nutrition work? Then like melted off the fat. I melted off 85 pounds while still eating like 4,000 calories a day. Cause you can just eat wow. great foods and melt this stuff off if you're doing it right. And I wasn't even exercising anymore. I gave up on running. I gave up on exercising and just figured out food. And through that, learning how to navigate that as well as playing all these shows as well as teaching these lessons as well as trying to help people the best that i can music wise it's like okay if i can put this puzzle piece together and suddenly i'm able to have unbelievable energy i'm able to help the drummer load in and out every gig if i wanted to i didn't do it every time not gonna lie (laughs) but (laughs) i had the energy if i really wanted to do it right right. (laughs) i'm still a bass player whatever make fun of me um (laughs) <laughs> but if I could do all of this while having that musician schedule, then I know the rest of us can do it too. Right. So because of that, a couple of years ago, I started health coaching and hmm. now we've had uh, just a ton of musician clients coming through, losing a bunch of weight, gaining a ton of energy and really showing up on so many new levels for their, their selves, their music, the work that they're doing outside of that, their families, and it's it's so awesome to see these changes. Mm. So, so that's where my heart's at. That's what I'm doing now, and that's uh, that's our life. So, that's awesome. I kind of want to pick pick your brain a little bit because yeah. I've been on the road as well, and just maybe kind of unpacking why does a musician lifestyle tend to be so unhealthy? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of put together a little bit of a outline of what I what I imagine is the typical touring lifestyle like if you're in a band and you've and you're listening to this you've never gone on the road before but you want to this is kind of how it breaks down like every day so wake up at noon uh load into the venue maybe go eat lunch 
come back, do sound check. Then you eat dinner, uh, play your show. You're done around midnight or one o'clock in the morning after you've done all the, you know, meeting the people, selling out the merch and cleaning up. Then you drive four hours to the next city. You go to bed at four or 5 a.m. in the morning and you're sleep deprived and you got to do it all over again. So where's, where's time for fitness there? And then if you're drinking and partying a lot, it's just, like you said, it's a mess. And so I guess first your thoughts on that and then maybe how can you combat that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a serious thing, man. And it's even wider than just musicians too. We're really thrown off with our times, especially now when, if, if you're sitting inside all day, you haven't seen the sun at all. We're really throwing our body's biological clock way off. Hmm. And when Hmm. we throw one system off like that, other systems start to fall off. Other systems start to fall off our body, the way that we work, we're a system of different systems that need to work together. And like, think about when you're in logic, but you know, you're plugged in through your interface and you've got to go through your DS or you've got all these different systems and plugins and things that got to work together to get you that sound. If you start yeah. with a crappy mic, <laughs> what's the point? And, and right. it, really, at <laughs> nice. the, at good tie in, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so really, if we're starting with a, a really bad schedule, which it can be really hard to work with, but that really messed up schedule is uh, foundationally throwing off all these other habits, all these other uh, rhythms that we have in our life. Sure. And just that is enough to drain the mitochondrial energy from our cells, which when we're suddenly low energy, we have less willpower. If we have less willpower, why the hell would I want to go lift weights after sound check? Why the heck would I want to go for a run? Who in the right mind would get a salad, right? Give me the pizza. And that's just a natural biological thing too, because your brain wants what's most uh, calorie dense. It wants all that cheese, all the meat, all the, all the, uh, the dough and that stuff. And then the beers, because that's theoretically going to give you energy because as cavemen, our brains are wired like that. Hmm. But in this new world. I mean, the cavemen didn't have pizza. <laughs> they had like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. You know, they had venison and berries. And so that was okay for them. Um, yeah. But w- since our biological clock-, clock is thrown off, our energy is drained and we just get in this negative spiral. So suddenly, bad sleep, bad food, no exercise, uh, mental health goes down the drain, which just reiterates that cycle over and over. Mm. So. That's what I feel is really at the heart of a lot of musicians' issues is, uh, honestly, sleep cycles and and balancing your wakefulness times and your circadian rhythms. Yeah, so so this the schedule that Ben brought up, I mean, it in some ways, I mean, touring right now is kind of not a thing, but I do think it's yeah. important to cover because a lot of musicians mm-hmm. aspire to it. In some mm-hmm. ways, some of that is unavoidable. Like, you got to mm-hmm. drive to the next venue. Mm-hmm. You got to play your show. Yeah. So if you were to go back in time, let's say, when you were touring real heavily or playing a lot of shows, 200 shows a year, what does a healthy routine maybe look like there? What would you have wanted to be doing back then? Yeah, so what you can do is everything that you can. (laughs) We have to do everything that we can in our power. But still, we're going to play the gig. You know, like we we're not going to be in bed yeah. till three or four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning. Right. So we have to prioritize the other habits that can make up for that as much as possible. So mm-hmm. the biggest things there are, OK, can I just wake up whenever I wake up, even if it's noon? 
and get some sunlight in my eyes. Go for do any sort of exercise to tell your body that it's daytime. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do a ton even. Like a lot of our clients love, there's a seven minute workout that, that a lot of us do. It's just, it's literally seven minutes. There's a free app and you're just like, wake up, do seven minutes workout. You could say, okay, I at least did something. Mm. And when you've started your day like that, then maybe when you get to the next part of where you're at lunch, you're more likely to have something better for you. And actually you have to, because if you don't, you're going to keep going down that spiral and, and really shoot yourself in the foot in your music career right? It's going to go down yeah. the drain if you're not functioning well. So really figuring out when can I fit in some sort of exercise? When can I, or how can I get the right food or at least not so much wrong food? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. At least choose a, a straight tequila over a, a like seven beers. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can get to the same result, man, but with a lot That's less true, of yeah. junk. So um, you know, what can you do? And I think the foundational shift here is really not just looking for the tactics, but the foundational of how can I? Asking that question, how can I make this work? Mm, so for yeah, me, figuring out how can I get a workout in? I would bring a kettlebell <laughs> on the road. I'd bring a kettlebell so you'd see me on the side of the stage just like, all right, I'm just going to get some in. All right, here we go. Like, <laughs> Do something. I'm the weird guy. Like, I, you got to be weird <laughs> if you're going to get somewhere, I, I swear. Um, mm. I would go for a jog. I'd be the one out in the sunlight when everybody else is in the trailer, even if it's sweltering hot. Yeah. I would I would do whatever I can to, even if it's a whole pizza sitting there and that's what they got for us, I would rather skip that meal than have a pile of junk. Because mm. in my opinion, no food is better than bad food. Yeah. If you're an absolute stick, if you have 0% body fat, then we can have that argument of for the opposite. But until <laughs> until you're below like 6% body fat, man, no food is better than bad food. And I'll stand by that every day. Mm. So that's a couple of foundational things to look at. Like, how can I make this work instead of complaining about it and falling face first into pizza anyways? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm having light bulbs go off right now, even for my lifestyle <laughs> and how to make it better. And the sunlight thing is a huge thing that I never really think about. And mm. My wife and I recently, we just got a dog and just getting a dog and having to take her out for walks has really helped improve my mood, my energy. And I think it's, it's two things. It's exercise and it's getting out and seeing the sun because you're right. Whether you're a musician on the road or in the studio like us, we can spend a lot of time in our man caves looking yeah. at and not getting any light except for our blue screens in front of us. Mm. That's got to mess with your brain a oh, whole yeah. bunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's one reason that I that I wanted to bring it up here. Most other podcasts I go on, it's much more on nutrition and fitness and that kind of stuff. But because I know who we're talking to today and how many people in general have switched into studio life, we spend how much time indoors? Mm, yeah. And I wanted to think, okay, what is the one biggest shift that you guys could make for more energy, for more health, for everything? And like, yeah, don't eat the Snickers, have a salad for sure. But like, let's get some yeah. sunlight, people. Like there's yeah. a, just like there's junk food and, and good food. The same thing applies for lighting. Hmm. Yeah. So there is such a thing as junk light and such a thing as amazing, healthy, whole foods kind of light, you know, where you get out <laughs> in the sun. We need sunlight, real sunlight, because that's what we evolved to get. And it actually changes huh. a ton of different systems in our body. So 
it's super that's crazy. fun and interesting stuff. So yeah, that's a great point. And I, I mean, even from you know, we'll we'll get into some of the the mental health stuff. But my wife and I during the pandemic, we've started doing this thing. We call it our rain or shine walk, which is like, no matter <laughs> what, once a day we're just gonna go outside and walk around and look for stray cats or whatever. But like, <laughs> just that getting outside because we both get into these moods of like, I'm sure everybody listening to this has had this feeling. You're frustrated and you're you can't get a problem solved. You're trying to figure something out. You just want to put your head down and plow through. And just going outside, getting your heart rate up, getting that fresh air, getting some sunlight, all of a sudden you're like, huh, what was I even so upset about? Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely right. a nice part of the routine. There's kind of this contradiction where you mentioned it. Like you're tired and you're maybe don't have the best lifestyle. And so you're like, well, I'm too tired to work out. And this is almost like, this is a cycle that you have to break or mm -hmm. it's a habit that you have to develop. Talk more about some strategies for, for doing that or tricking yourself or whatever, whatever you recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've actually got a, a formula for this specific thing that I, I call it the drive formula. How can we get the drive to do these things? How mm -hmm. can we find motivation whenever we don't have it? Because look, like if you don't have energy, you need to create it. Mm. You can create your own energy. And the way we do that is by these healthy things that you know you should do. <laughs> Eat better, get some exercise, get some sunlight, sleep, right? If you just think about those four things, like there you go, you're, you're set. You know how to do that. But why aren't we doing it? Mm. Because this is honestly one of the biggest issues, especially right now especially right now, if gyms aren't open and you normally would go and suddenly you're not motivated to do a workout at home. It's just not as fun, right? You don't have the gear. You don't want to have to learn a new workout. Like, let me just, okay, yeah, I'll get to that later. Let me just get back. I got a project to finish. Right. You know? And so I developed this formula, uh, adapted it from a few other sources, but uh, what I found that's been really helpful for our clients is I call it uh, the drive formula. And to drive, you need wheels. And this is how mm. we can break it down. So on the left side of the equation where you see the word drive, you can write down the goal that you want to accomplish. And if it's uh, lose 20 pounds, if it's, um, you know, finish this project, uh, you know, get this recording. What is it? What is the goal that you're driving for? Right. Mm -hmm. And even if it's just figuring out how to get healthier, <laughs> that's OK. Write that down. And then on the other side of the equation, we'll take the word wheels and break it up so that WH stands for the word why. Why is it that you want that goal? Why is it that you want to lose 20 pounds? How can we tie some serious emotion into that? Because hmm. action driven by emotion is actually going to get done, mm. right? And it's going to get done more effectively. Think of a project that you worked on for uh, someone that is just a bad singer. <laughs> like, how bad did you really want to do that? You, know? yeah. <laughs> you don't want to sit there and tweak their vocals over and over, you know? And, and it's just, you're not that motivated to work on it. Whereas if you know mm -hmm. that this is your heart's passion project, you're so excited to, to finish this recording session and, and dig in there and make it beautiful. You forget to eat. You forget to sleep. You forget to do these things because you got such a strong why. Mm. Right? So that's the, the WH in the word wheels. The E stands for physical energy. We need some physical energy to do things. So we need gas in the gas tank. If you don't have gas in the gas tank, you got to take a nap. You got to figure out how to put some gas in that gas tank to get this energy to get moving. Right. Mm -hmm. So check your posture. Check your breathing. Have you been in the sun? Did you eat junk food? Is that why your energy is down? What mm -hmm. is it that's dragging that energy down? And then the last piece of this, the ELS at the end of wheels, stands for easy little steps. 
what are the one to three easiest little steps that you could take towards that goal? Think of this like your GPS in your car, <laughs> right? You literally, it's going to give you one or two things. You're, you're, turn right. <laughs> right. Turn left. If you get to that left, it'll give you the next direction. Mm -hmm. Motivation is exactly the same. Where once we say, okay, well, I know step one is, uh, okay, if I want to lose 20 pounds, right? We're going to take that as our example. Step one could be stand up from the freaking couch. <laughs> step two could be put your shoes on. If that's all you do, chances are you'll end up walking outside for your third step. Mm. And once we start that cycle, the, the motivation and the willpower shows up afterwards because motivation comes after action. So if we can remember motivation comes after action, all we got to do is get one action step done. And if you're really low on that, on any of those other pieces in the equation, you really don't want to work on this project because that guy's voice is just terrible, right? I don't want to hear that, but I know they're paying me. I got to get it done. Uh, energy, man, I'm exhausted. I'm tired and I don't want to, right? If you have one stupidly easy step, it might be take a deep breath. Do I have a little more energy? Can I stand up from the couch? Okay, no, not yet. Let's take another deep breath. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, we can do this. Let's just sit up. And that, that's already three action steps. And I'm that much closer to getting to my goal. That much closer. I'm building that energy. So suddenly I've got easy steps and more energy. And my why? I'm like, well, why do I even want to do this, man? Like, I got to get this project off my plate. There's other important things waiting. If I get this mm -hmm. done, I get paid. If I don't get it done, I don't get paid. Oh, man, now I've got a strong why. I've got some physical energy built up, and I know a couple steps I can take to move towards it. Mm. So this uh, motivation equation, the drive formula, you can plug and play and see why you're lacking motivation. You could literally say, what is my why right now? Do I have enough energy? Do I have easy steps? The answer to any of those is no. You know where to focus. You know where to take your next steps to, or what to do to start getting that together. So That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love that idea of break. I mean, we talk about this with recording all the time, too. It's like mm -hmm. something like recording a song is a very intimidating drive as well. But like that's yeah. exactly how you take it is one little step at a time. But you, you said something really key there that I want to reiterate, is, and, and I never th thought about it this way before, is that action actually precedes motivation, mm -hmm. which, is, which is key because I think it's easy to think about that as being backwards. Like, well, no, first I need to be motivated. It's like, no, not necessarily. It's the, the action kind of develops. It fosters that motivation as well, which is, which is huge. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we started talking a little bit about the maybe um, – the studio mindset and like some of what are some of the risks and Ben, I want to hear what you as a studio <laughs> rat yourself have to say about this as well. Like what are some of the risks that we face in the studio as opposed to uh, touring, which we talked about, you know, the time scheduling is difficult and so on. What are, what about the studio? Yeah, it's a, it's another dangerous place, man, but it's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> it is. So first up, let's focus on the good thing, man. I love thinking about the good stuff. And uh, like, what's awesome about it is you have so much more control over your studio. You can mm. decide if uh, if bottles of whiskey come in or bottles of mineral water. Right? You you can make <laughs> yeah, that decision. It's true. Good point. You can decide if you want to burn some Palo Santo word or burn a, a whole bunch of weed. Right? Which one? <laughs> you can you get to choose, which is going to you know influence the next choice of what are you going to grab for lunch or dinner or what you mm. you can choose 
all of these things. So when you're right now, when everybody's locked down at home is the best time, the absolute best time that you could take control of your health because you have so many more things under your control. Yeah, I like that. You've got grocery stores that you can go to. You could set routines. You could set an actual work schedule that mimics what we evolved to live in. <gasps> you don't have yeah, to work know, till right? three in the morning, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, obviously, like some of us are driven and I'm this way too. I get way focused and way driven late at night. But then, then I, I'm like depressed or anxious or eating junk food the next day because I didn't have enough energy for the next day. So there's issues to, to play with there. And you've got to figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. But you have the opportunity right now to take that control that you have. You do have it, even if you think you don't. You're lying to yourself, damn it. <laughs> you do have control that you can have because you're in your studio, because you're at home. You're near your local grocery store. Yeah, you're controlling your environment, which is which mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ben, you do anything in your environment to in your studio environment to uh, foster better, healthier lifestyle? I like to think that I do. I mean, I, <laughs> I love a lot of the things that Rusty said just about controlling your environment and controlling your schedule. So I have tried to be now that we've been locked down and not been able to tour or do anything out outside. I've tried to become more disciplined in, you know, let's go to bed early. And it's actually mm. been great. Like, I have not felt more rested from my nights of sleeping than I have during this pandemic because I didn't because so often I'll stay up super late because that's when I feel most creative. But then I still got to wake up early in the morning to go work my day job or whatever. And so then you're sleep deprived and it's a vicious cycle. And so then you got to take naps in the middle of the day. And I haven't had that feeling of needing to take naps like I'm able to make it through a whole day. And <laughs> it just it just it just yeah. feels a lot more balanced in, in that way. Right on. Very cool. One, one of the challenges I have working from home, actually, right before we started recording this, my wife and I did this, like, one of these YouTube, you know, at-home workout videos. Yeah. Mm. And one of the challenges is that it's back to environment. It's one environment day after day. And, like, maybe before you could, like, go outside and run or whatever. But now it's getting cold. And we're in Pennsylvania, Rusty. So it's cold. Mm. It's getting darker. What are some ways or what do you recommend for keeping it fresh and for, like, mixing it up and, like, Okay, maybe you come up with a four week program and that works, but then you got to do another four weeks after that. So, like, what do you do to keep that motivation going after you've built it up? Yeah, great question. Great question. First of all, like, it's just not easy and it kind of sucks. Like, let's just be real. <laughs> right like, on, yeah. I'm not going to kid around and say, it's so easy, guys. All you got to do is, like, no, man. Like, I don't want to work out every day either. This morning, I was like, I was getting, I was going to do that seven minute workout I told you about because it's so short and easy. And like, or the workout's not easy when you push yourself. But I was mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like it. Mm. And I'm doing it in the same damn room. Like, I'm hidden in this, like, not closet, but it's like a spare bedroom in this Airbnb that we're at. And there's yeah. hardly any sunlight. Uh, I've done so many workouts in this room. I want to get out, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, what we really have to, uh, to me, it comes back to that same equation. I've got a very, very strong why. Mm -hmm. I am the healthiest guy you've met, damn it. And I got to keep it that way. I've got to keep my energy up. I know I need to. I've got to show up for my clients because they're looking for this from me, right? I need to do this. Plus, I want to feel good. And I know I feel so good afterwards. So, uh, First up, just remembering, like, this is temporary. This too shall pass. We will get out of lockdown. You can work out out at a gym someday again. Just not today. Right? Yeah. 
So what do you got to do? And it comes back to that question that we started with, which is how can I, how can I figure it out? So now that we kind of touched on like the foundational things uh, uh, to be aware of like, okay, what are some tactics? What can we do? Honestly, what I loved, and I did this when we were down in San Diego, I hired a trainer. (laughs) They kicked my ass. It's so much easier. And there's so many trainers online that- Oh, was it like a remote, like a remote trainer? Yeah, there's remote trainers. There's at the time cool. we were able to get into a gym because it was a big garage, and so we were all really spaced out, and it was right next door. So I did have that option. But there's uh, different people that do online fitness training. They'll do live sessions with you. One guy I love, his name is Mike Schwartz. Uh, there, I, you guys listen to that podcast, The Dose, that yeah. I was on with him. He does online fitness training for musicians. So nobody cool. here has an excuse. Get yourself in with him. (laughs) You know, if you're looking to lose a lot of weight, let me know. That's where I specialize in. Definitely in nutrition and these foundations that we're talking about and building these routines in. And anybody that's just like, man, I need need more workouts. I'm like, go talk to Mike. He will do everything, especially when it comes to regards of uh, posture and breathing and these other really crucial things, too. You mentioned, actually, on that episode I listened to, you were talking about, you know, how diet maybe more so than exercises is kind of a very personalized thing. Like what Mm -hmm. works for one person may not work for another person. How do you go about figuring out what works for you? Fantastic question. This is one of the most uh, critical things that I think everyone in the world needs to figure out. Because we are all special little snowflakes. <laughs> and even <laughs> and don't let nobody tell you different. Your mom was right the whole time. You are a special snowflake. And and even things that worked for your biological mother or brother will not necessarily work for your body. Mm. If you don't understand this concept because it's kind of new, you've been into more of like the counting calories or counting macros, like That stuff can get some results, but it's really not sustainable. It doesn't get to the root of the issue here, which is uh, your body gets inflamed when you don't treat it well. Hmm. If we have poor gut health, it's going to cause inflammation. And if we've got poor gut health and you're dealing with any mental health issues, these are directly tied through something called the vagus nerve, which ties your brain to what's called your second brain, your gut. There's actual neurons in your gut. Hmm. And that's where, yeah, literally, uh, what is it, 75% of serotonin, that, that hormone that makes you feel good, <laughs> is produced in your gut. So wow. if you're eating anything that doesn't work for your body, you are not giving yourself even a chance at chemical happiness, let alone <laughs> like huh. emotional yeah. happiness, right? Huh. And so this goes really deep. And this, I obviously, I'm passionate about this. I could rant about this for days and hours, <laughs> and I have. Uh, so... We need to address this. We need to address what does your body need to function at its best. And you guys are different than me. I know what works for me. I know what doesn't work for me because I've done the work. And I'm going to break it down. Is that work like, is that like trial and error work? Or maybe is that what you're about to get to? Yeah, it's trial and error, man. It is trial and error. But it has to be done uh, specifically to get it done quickly. Like you can figure this out over a span of 10 years. And just say, oh, I get some bloat. You know, I get bloated if I have too much uh, pizza or cow cheese. And, you know, I definitely I feel worse than I used to when I have beer. Or you can take a real intense approach, which is what we do with our clients. And we eliminate a bunch of foods that are typically inflammatory for most people. Mm. And we systematically reintroduce these one at a time and look for every reaction that we might be getting. 
So remember at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned how I had a chronically stuffy nose. Yeah. I couldn't even sleep. I had the nose strip on. I was taking nose sprays. I taped my mouth shut and like I'd still all over the place and I couldn't sleep. Man, I was a mess. Three days into my first time going through this process, nose was clear, sleeping like a baby. Wow. I thought it was allergies or something. I didn't think it was food, man. It was food. Just food. And if that's an issue, if something like that clears up, that is a signal that we've got so many other issues here that need addressing. Yeah, I think we we take that for granted a lot because when you're younger, when you're younger, I mean, we're all relatively young, but when you're in like your early 20s, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's when we develop a lot of these habits, right? And then then you're like, "Why well, don't I feel like I I did like I used to?" Well, you could probably get away with more bef- <laughs> then than you can get away with now. So that's that's really yeah. interesting that diet has such a profound impact, which mm-hmm. certainly not something I've thought about. Um, yeah, Ben, you got any any ads there? I don't know. We, we don't talk about this, Ben. You and I talk <laughs> all about so no. much stuff, but we never talk about this. That's why we're no. here. That's why we're here. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I love talking about this kind of stuff because I'm, I'm pretty health-motivated, too, just because I was an athlete in high school. So I like to think about that, and I was into – I was big into swimming and to be a good swimmer, you got to be strong and have endurance. So anytime where you're doing weightlifting or cardiovascular health training, it kind of naturally makes your body want to purge itself of any toxins. Because if you're ingesting toxic food into your gut, you can't perform at that higher level. So Mm. it kind of naturally was doing that for me. So in some ways I was more in tune, I think with what my body needed to be healthy but it's still something that I struggle with. And uh, I think across the board, you see people that maybe whenever they're, especially if they first start going on tour or maybe after they've gone on tour for a long time or no matter what you're doing in your life, whenever you push your body up to its physical limitations, that's when you start to see things breaking down. I remember watching some scientist on YouTube kind of talking tongue in cheek about this, like, the the second brain of the you know the gut bacteria that actually communicates with your real brain and they're saying kind of tongue in cheek but I think it illustrates a good point that you know maybe maybe humans aren't actually in control of their actions it's your gut bacteria and we're just <laughs> carriers for them all around which I don't think is true but it brings up a good point that if we're not giving our gut if we're not giving our body good things to eat then we're kind of sabotaging our own goals and stuff that we want to achieve because now our gut is thinking, well, you haven't fed me the right way, or now I'm craving these certain foods because I give myself French fries every day. So mm. we're totally just kind of uh, hijacking the whole system whenever we don't treat ourselves good. And it's such a tough thing to remember because, like you said earlier, if you're a driven person like a lot of studio people are, they want to achieve something with their life, whether or not it's changing the world or just recording a song that becomes a driving force and you kind of forget about all these other little things that are simple changes that make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's great. And, and you're right. What you said at the end there, which is we get into these projects in the studio, we're motivated, we spend a ton of time. And so I want to get into some of the ergonomics issues here. Okay. We're all kind of guitarists or bassists. So let's start there. Mm. What are the ergonomics concerns and maybe 
good habit versus bad habit for playing a lot of guitar in the studio or standing up or whatever? What do you? What are some of the things you guys think about? First up, top of mind is uh, especially because I had such a horrible bout of tendonitis. It was in both arms, uh, medial and lateral epicondylitis. I was a wreck for about six months. I couldn't. Was play that from playing or from exercising? Yeah, from playing. From playing. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was already playing like you know, forty hours a week between like gigs and teaching, and then I obviously had practice of, of enough to keep my skills up. And then I bought two bases one week. My wife was like, "Oh, they're both on sale. Like, go go ahead, go buy them both." I'm like, <laughs> I love you. You're the best. Let's get married again. Um, anyway, so I, I buy the bases, and this is when I learned about the difference in string tension on a flat wound P base versus like a round wound J base, and. Oh. There's, I played an extra 40 hours on top of that, and it just wrecked my arms. Plus, I did was I was doing some weightlifting, and I did uh, not sleep very well, and I was partying. So my body just broke wow. down. Hmm. And so the biggest learning lesson from all of this that is related to your question, like the ergonomics of playing so much, what do we do? At the very end of the day, we cannot fix... Any issues in our hands, in our feet, anywhere in our body, if we do not address our spinal posture first. Overall, ergonomics, spine, and, and all things posture. Hmm. So the ways we can do that, first of all, get into exercising. Just start. I don't care what you do. Do something. If you've gotten that far, step two is get into any resistance exercise. So hmm. if it's at home, you're doing push-ups, squats, uh, pull-ups. If you got a pull-up bar, get a kettlebell, swing it around a little bit. And just that is going to start moving our body in ways that we haven't in a while. And it's going to start changing our musculature uh, to be a little more proper. Now, it is possible to do this in a wrong way with bad form, but treat it like you practice your instrument. You just got to learn some form. You're going to learn mm. some riffs. You're going to learn like <laughs> proper technique. And we're going to start getting this posture back to where it is. And once we can really focus on that posture, most other issues are going to start dissipating. Not in every respect. Sometimes you need to go get more help and really figure out to dial it in. When I had that tendonitis, I would have paid any amount of money to get out of that. And I, you know, I was just in pain for at least six months. Absolute wow. pain. So if you're in that kind of pain... Ask for help. Please ask for help. Dear Lord, ask for help. If you're even getting to think that you might get there, ask yeah. for help. You can send me a message right now on Instagram and just say, like, help, I'm in pain. And either I will help you, I'll find I've got other colleagues and people that help with this all the time. So mm. please ask for help. Um, but coming back to the, the, I'm really passionate and angry at how hard it is for us as men to ask for help. So I'm going to say it a million goddamn times. Like, we need help, and it's okay to say that. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I just get really mad sometimes uh, because I was there too. And I talk to people all the time that say, I was so embarrassed to ask you for help. But, like, now you, we've got people that are curing depression, losing 50 pounds, 80 pounds, just from changing these things. So mm. ask for help. It's so worth it. Related to that, though, I think is as men, this idea of, you know, there's no gain without the pain. Mm -hmm. Maybe talk about that a little bit. And I mean, is that true at all or is it completely false? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think it depends on how you view it. Right. It's a matter of perspective. And uh, 
everything in life, man. There's there's paradox everywhere, no matter where we look. Yeah, there's three things from a book I just read called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Like spiritual, some hippie stuff, but it's pretty fun. And he said the three things that are constant are paradox, change, and humor. Because we got to laugh at how like stupid we are sometimes, right? <laughs> and yeah. how many things there that are so different. So sometimes you it's just a fact that getting out of your comfort zone is going to get you to grow. Sometimes getting out of your comfort zone, if, if we're going to put it in terms of a workout, is going into the pain cave, like going deep and hard as far as you can, as long as you can, as hard as you can. And it's going to hurt, man. But that's a hormetic stressor, which means we cause some short-term pain to get some long-term growth. When you're weightlifting and you're doing those bicep curls, because I know you just want those big guns, right? You know, <laughs> we got to get them. Curls for the girls, right? So when we're doing that, we're <laughs> actually tearing apart muscle fibers. We're literally tearing apart our body a little bit so that way it can go in and regrow that muscle. So sometimes, absolutely, you need pain to gain. However, if you are burning yourself out, you're not gaining anything. Yeah. If you're working your day job all day, you come home and you have like you grab some fast food on the way home and you're in the studio because you got projects that got to get done. And then you're only sleeping four hours and then you wake up and do it all over again. Like that's going to kill you. That's going to kill you. That's where we see autoimmune issues show up. We see this tendonitis like I had show up as a result of that kind of lifestyle. We're going to see heart disease, cancer down the road is all related to this cycle that we get into. That just ruins us. So in that case, oh my God, no, <laughs> like, take a deep breath, reevaluate your priorities. What can wait a minute? Mm. And maybe you need to take three weeks on that project instead of two. There's two things that stick out to me there. One is when I first got into this, into doing studio stuff heavily. And I remember hearing people say that sort of thing is like, no, burnout is a real thing. You can't do it seven days a week. You can't do 12 hours a day. Like, for, and I'm, And my thought was like, you can't, but I can, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Challenge like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like that's such a tendency of all of us to have because for one week, two weeks, that could even feel good. You're like, man, I'm crushing it. I'm getting so much stuff done. But a lot of this is about sustainability and what's going to be a sustainable career for you. So that's one thing that jumped out at me. The second thing you said that I really liked was just like the get up, swing a kettlebell around. I found that just changing what you're doing is a good way to minimize the risk of those repetitive exercises. So for example, when I was working a day job full time, and I was on just the computer and mouse all the time, mm -hmm. then like playing guitar would actually make my hands feel better, because it was like a different posture, and a different set of movements. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I think part of the key for me has been like, just do something different, whatever it yeah. is, right? Mix it up. Don't just spend eight hours like in one position. That seems to be bad. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a, a saying that goes around uh, in the fitness world of the best exercise for you is the one you're not doing. Nice. We need like to that. constantly be changing. Our body needs adaptation. There's actually a, a principle called the specific adaptation imposed to impose demand principle, the said principle. And what this says is if we're doing one motion too much, our body's going to do its best to adapt to that to make it more efficient. So this is why if you're driving down the road, you see a bunch of cyclists riding by and you see that there's like seven tubby ones, you know, <laughs> they're a little bit yeah. big. 
And it's because their body is doing whatever it can to make them efficient cyclists. Which means, well, what do I need to burn when I'm cycling for 100 miles? Fat. Oh, I should store a lot more fat. And that's what it does. <laughs> yeah. Whereas if we can balance that with some uh, intense weight training that's going to spike your heart rate way high, we can shift that demand. Right. Same thing if you're just sitting and in, in clicking around on the mouse and on the keyboard, you play a little bit, come back to it. Like we're using these same muscles over and over. Your body's going to do what it can to make those more efficient. But sometimes at the cost of other things. So you're going to suddenly have triceps that are just not activating anymore. Mm. And that's not going to support you. Well, your spine starts to get out of line because you're, you know, your strap is on one side and you're sitting there like this the whole time. And it's trying to just make that position comfortable. Because it wants to feel good in the short term. That's what our body wants is to feel good short term. Our brain is the one that has to figure out how to like, no, 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 we got to make this last. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, so we got to watch out for that. Yeah, right on. Um, talk about vocals a little bit. You guys were kind of chatting about vocals offline here. And Ben, I know you've yeah. got way more firsthand vocal experience than I do. <laughs> all I can, All I know is when I do these podcasts occasionally by myself, by the end of 45 minutes, my throat is like sore. So I can't imagine singing. So talk a little <laughs> bit about the ergonomics and concerns there. You got it. So uh, first up, let's make this an action-oriented podcast. How about everybody takes a hydration break right now? Everybody listening, <laughs> let's get some water in. Nice. Hydration yeah. is key. Hydration is key for vocal health. I've, I've always got mine. That is that is important. All right. That felt good. Now that we are <laughs> lubricated. Here we go. <laughs> Step one, hydrate people. Hydrate or dehydrate, man. This is the that's my motto. We gotta stay hydrated. Uh especially when it comes to like tendonitis and these issues. We actually need hydration to be flowing through our fascia, which is this uh webbing that goes throughout our muscles, tendons, and bones. If that stuff isn't properly hydrated, we're just wrecking ourselves. So hmm. just a little tie-in back to that. Gotta stay hydrated. Now, as far as right vocal on. health goes, the second thing. Posture is actually critical. Huh. And so coming back to the stuff we talked about before, almost every problem we have in the world are fixed by like these foundations that we are talking about today. So getting that posture allows you to open up that diaphragm, open up your lungs in a much more powerful way. So that way we can project properly. We can keep our vocal folds at the level that they're supposed to be at so that mm -hmm. they're not tearing each other apart. Just by shifting our posture and our hydration, those two things, you can fix like a ton, a ton of vocal issues in uh, in the span of like an hour of learning about posture and hydration. Wow. So critical, absolutely critical. Like posture, is that like the old, like the book on the head balancing thing? Like what is good <laughs> posture for a vocalist? I honestly have no idea. Yeah, yeah. great question. Great question. Uh, there's a million different, thoughts on exactly what it is. Should you try Alexander technique, which focuses on a certain way of uh, posture? Should you just be doing yoga and learning how your body moves through? Should you be uh, focusing on these more like biomechanical, like science people on how you should stand? And the truth is, man, do anything. You're going to get better. Just do something. <laughs> just do something. <laughs> so that's step one. Um, but ideally, and something everybody can do right now, is if you're sitting, you should probably stand because standing is better for you. But mm. We're sitting here because that's the way that we are, and uh, we can <laughs> practice this in a little bit. When you're standing, let's start with your feet. Look down at your feet. I want you to put them parallel 
completely parallel, shoulder mm-hmm. width apart. Okay. And then pretend like you're screwing your feet into the ground. Hmm. So your right foot is going clockwise, your left foot is going counterclockwise. And what that's going to do, so don't move your feet at all, just create that tension mm. by keeping your feet in the same place, but giving it that feeling of trying to screw into the ground. And that's going to activate the muscles in your legs, in your glutes, in your posterior chain, which then can travel up into your uh, the rest of your body and get that better posture going. So just if you do nothing else, take that away from it. I promise you the first time I did this, I swear I got like three more notes at the top of my vocal range and I was not hurting my voice nearly as much just by thinking about my feet. It was wild. That's so weird. (laughs) So crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And then the next piece of that, tighten up your core a little bit. There's plenty more to this, but just for starters, right? Screw your feet into the ground, keep your glutes tight, keep your core a little tight, tuck your chin back, chest out. And if you want to envision the person with the book on top of their head, that gets your chest up a little bit. Your chin is tucked back. So that's going to help when you're sitting at the computer for a long period of time, which is really crucial for, uh, especially if you're spending a lot of time sitting down. So what can you say about diet and vocals in particular? And I know, unfortunately for me, I struggle with some acid reflux. So Mm -hmm. that has been the biggest, that's been the biggest bane for me whenever it comes to do vocals, because like if I'm planning on doing, let's say I'm preparing to do vocals for tomorrow, Mm -hmm. what I eat tonight is directly going to affect that. Because if I eat even something too late, I'm going to, all night long, I'm going to have acid reflux. It's going to be splashing up against my vocal cords. And then all of a sudden, I have a sore throat and everything feels inflamed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Wow. yeah, like it takes a lot of, I mean, vocalists really need to be thinking about diet and all those type of issues a lot more. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, we see this actually a lot, especially with vocalists with acid reflux. This is a specific problem that's really uh, critical to address. So... This, if we let it go on too long, that acid is going to get up into our esophagus more, into our trachea, and and it's going to mess with the actual structure of the cells and can become something called Barrett syndrome, which can definitely be precancerous just by allowing this acid reflux to happen. So the critical thing here to remember is that none of these conditions are definite. They are not in your future if we can take care of the foundations ahead of time. So Hmm. if we have acid reflux... That is one of those uh, signals that we're looking for from our body that we ate something that doesn't agree with it. Hmm. Or possibly we ate at the wrong time. Hmm. Like taking it back to the beginning thing. When we eat is just as important as what we eat. So taking a look at that is really critical. And in general vocal health, uh, if we have any inflammation in our body, if it's showing up anywhere else, it's going to affect your vocals. Just by warming up your voice, you're actually purposely inflaming them a little bit so that way the vocal cords hit perfectly together. And if we're, Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. That's like what a warm-up does is supposed to give it just enough inflammation that they're, they're coming together perfectly like they should. Hmm. Now, if we're already inflamed and then we're doing these warm-ups, suddenly you might have your, your left vocal cord a little thicker and they start getting these pops and these weird things. It doesn't feel quite right. And that's when we start to push harder. And when we push harder, we run out of vocal, or, you know, they start to get raspy and not work as well. You can blow out your voice. Mm. So 
this comes back to these same foundations. If we're not addressing the, the nutritional stuff beforehand, we can really have too much inflammation, cause these vocal issues, and you potentially get like those nodules and things that you hear horror stories about where yeah. people can't sing for months, right? So definitely critical. I can't emphasize enough how important it is. Um, now what to do, All right? So let's get let's get some tactics in yeah. here because you know I can get way way into the weeds on that. So what you can do right now, and what we see happen a lot is things like dairy. A lot of cow dairy can cause a lot of excess mucus. So we generally want to stay away from that. A lot of people talk about honey or throat coat teas, that kind of thing. Uh, sometimes it's useful, but a lot of the times we might just be masking the pain. And if we're masking the pain, we might just be pushing farther than we should. And then suddenly mm. you wake up the next day without a voice because you didn't yeah. know that you were causing damage. So I'm a big fan of the most free, most natural thing you can do which is drink some water, don't take all the wild and crazy supplements and things. Like you don't need every spray in the world or all the honey, like warm up your voice properly, learn to use your posture and, and today hydrate. Today, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate and, and learn about vocal health in general. Once again, mm. it's not an easy path, right? It's another yeah. skill, just like you're learning all this recording stuff. We've got to learn about our voice and how to use it properly. Right. Another fun little tactic, though, if you feel like your voice is starting to get funky, like I can feel mine is right now a little bit. I meant to bring in some sparkling water that when you drink sparkling water after your voice has been going for a while, you've been talking or singing a whole lot. It what it does is actually uh, rebalances nitric oxide levels between your like nasal cavity in your head and lower. So that way, suddenly things just like balance out again. And it's this really hmm. weird, funky little hack. And so I always have sparkling water on stage. I'll go to the, the venue and just say, like, it's on my list. <laughs> like, I want Pellegrino. Normally they have a cooler sitting on stage with some Pellegrino oh, nice. next to my spot. So um, I never heard that before. That's cool. Yeah, super uncommon uh, for some reason. Probably because so many singers are drinking beer. So that kind of takes care of it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something true. carbonated. Something carbonated. Ah, but, you know, we want to yeah. keep the inflammation down. Um, so I definitely recommend some of that. And one thing that we mentioned earlier, I know, Ben, you were curious about a, a supplement that I do recommend. In general, yeah. in general, I don't want to recommend supplements because the supplement industry is a weird, wacky place. Yeah, It's a spot where they're marketing quick fixes. They're marketing like, take this capsaicin, you're going to burn so much fat, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> chill. You can get that from yeah. a freaking like, pepper. Like, Just have some more spicy food. You'll get that same <laughs> from the supplement, right? So... Watch out for supplements. Now, there are a few that I do recommend to just about every musician that I talk to. One, the first one, the one that I've noticed helped vocal health is called Restore. And it's also being marketed under another name called Ion Biome. And they've got a couple different versions. One of them is a liquid that you can drink. The other one is a nasal spray. The nasal spray is 15 bucks and lasts you like two months. It is magical. Now, what it does is it actually goes in to uh, seal up our gut lining. And if you didn't know, your gut lining is actually one large tube from your nose and your mouth all the way through to your colon. That entire, entire system is your gut. So it's not just your stomach. Right. So by using this spray, 
we're going to seal up that gut lining, which so often can get, uh, they call it leaky gut. It gets permeable, lets in these toxins and things, and ruins the mucosal layer. So the mucosa, like the snotty stuff throughout this whole lining, is actually something critical to your vocal health. We need this to be, uh, we need the right amount of like snotty substance on our vocal folds or else they're not going to work well together. Hmm. So by uh, by using this spray, it helps to seal all that up and rebalance that mucosal lining to a proper level. So super helpful. I use it at night after gigs and I've noticed a significant difference in how quickly my voice heals after you know a weekend of four hour shows, which we so often have. I could take Monday off, no singing, have this spray each night, and by Tuesday, I'd feel back to normal again. Whereas previous to that, I would take me probably three days, so I wouldn't feel back to, like, ready to sing till Wednesday, Thursday. Wow. And they don't pay me. They don't pay me yet for this, so, uh, you know, there's no <laughs> no incentive on my end. Yeah, we always have to say that on this podcast, because we rave about <laughs> new things we've bought. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, oh, I get yeah. the disclaimer. <laughs> So we always um, I want to be mindful of your time here, but we do always we always give drummers a hard time on this podcast. So say something about <laughs> drumming, which is a drumming is very physical. And I just know from personal experience in my band, my high school band, which is one of the more serious bands I was in kind of even coming out of high school. The drummer ended up with really, really bad tendonitis and he couldn't play for a while. Like you said, it was somewhere around, you know, three to six months and he ended up having to not relearn drums but he had to rearrange his kit completely oh. uh you know where he put a snare where he put his toms where he put his cymbals and it was a process for him to get back to the I, I, you know he might tell you he never got back to the level of skill he had so drumming is very physical it takes a lot of endurance so say something for for the drummers in the yeah. audience so first of all drummers i am grateful for you and I love every dang one of you, even the ones that are playing out of time that we're going to make fun of, right? <laughs> so, uh, I love every one of you, especially all my drummers in the past. Uh, Corey, Mike, Kenny, all you guys, I love you so much. And uh, thank you for being in the pocket to handle my drunk idiot <laughs> face playing at night. So <laughs> back in the day. Um, so, so for the drummers, something specific for drummers to do. And I mean, really, this can apply to everybody is let's look once again at some foundations and things that can prevent this. Posture is absolutely critical for drummers because we've got all these uh, motions going on. We're moving all over the place, especially if you're one of those like Neil Peart style drummers with 40,000 drums, right? <laughs> you're yeah. moving everywhere. We've yeah. got to understand how our body moves properly in order to not overdo it. Right? We can't address any issues with your hand, with your arms, if we haven't addressed the spine, like we mentioned. So one of my drummer friends, his name's Gustin, killer drummer, so good, so good. He hired Dave Elich. Dave Elich played for like the Mars Volta and these guys. And Dave Elich is a monster at posture, at everything that we're talking about for drummers. So drummers, if I were you, I would save up enough money to hire Dave Elich for one session <laughs> to fix your life. <laughs> he will tell you what to do. And if you can book him for more than one session, do it. Like investing in yourself like that, investing in a one hour session with someone like that is so unbelievably game changing. So game changing. Because he's got eyes, he's got ears that we don't have at our level. He's been doing this for so long, putting in so much time and energy and money and focus into his uh, practice for himself and into teaching this for other people 
that he can see our issues from a mile away. And he can give you three pointers that'll change your life. Right? And it doesn't have to be Dave. It can be the guy, Mike, that we talked about earlier, Mike Schwartz. Killer guy. It can be, hell, mm-hmm. if you want to ask me questions, like hit me, send me a message. I will talk. Find someone that can help point out your specific shortcomings. Take that feedback and put it to practice. That's great advice because a lot of times we, especially in the studio, I think our focus is like, I'm going to buy gear, right? I'm going to buy that extra <laughs> thing. And like, we don't yes. think about how much using that money to invest in ourselves and our skills and our awareness can actually be a much better way to get a step change improvement in something. So uh, yeah, kudos to you for, for that advice. Thanks. And it's, it's just crucial. I didn't understand that for so long and I spent money on better gear. And then I'd show up to the gig and there was someone with way worse gear that was way better than me. And I felt stupid. <laughs> oh man he's playing a squire like through like one pedal you know a boss like orange overdrive and he sounds like a monster and here i am like with this badass glowing pedal board and i'm just like just messing up ingve licks is all i was doing you know like it wasn't doing anybody any good and yeah. so once you can come back to like what is it that really matters especially in times like these where where things are changing we don't have gigs on stage anymore we've got to be adaptable and the way you learn to adapt is investing in your brain investing in your body if you do those things you can adapt to so many situations okay gigs aren't there what's something else i could do okay my recording clients dried up for some reason what's what else can i do and we learn to adapt but we can't do that if we don't invest the time, the energy, the money, and focus into the places that matter, into the foundations that'll carry you through a long-term successful music career. Right on. Well said. Well, Rusty, it's been awesome, man. I mean, if if you have anything else, feel free to add it and feel free to talk about, you know, what what you guys are up to and where people can find your work. Absolutely. So um, my first thing is I wanted to ask you guys, what's your favorite food? Just overall. I love sushi. Yeah. Big sushi fan. So good. Any Anything breakfast food, man. Breakfast burritos. <laughs> I've been making breakfast burritos during quarantine. I got my technique down pat. And uh, I don't know if it's the healthiest food. The way I make it, it's okay. But uh, that's that's my number one lately. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. What about Dude, you? That, the, the burrito wrapping technique is its own skill. Like you invest in yes. yourself. You've got that skill for life now. So you can wrap burritos forever. I'm considering so. a coach. Yeah, I'm considering a coach for a couple of lessons. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? What's your favorite? Oh, man. Oh, I've always been addicted to uh, to tacos and ice cream. And just this week. Or, well, overall, my favorite food is whatever my wife cooks because yeah, she's yeah. unbelievable. I love her and she doesn't pay me to say that, but I promise it's crazy good, <laughs> right? I got I got a shout out to her anyways. Follow her at oh it's Nikki on Instagram. You can see all this food that we eat. It's unbelievable. Ooh, she she made it. a she made a pumpkin pie that doesn't take any baking. She thinks she was done with it in 10 minutes. And it's oh, all what? healthy as heck ingredients. It's unbelievable. So satiating, huh. so delicious way too good so that's in the fridge i I actually was just plowing that down my face right before i walked in for this podcast (laughs) so so that's way good so where can where can people find you 
Yeah. Uh, currently, if you're walking around Salt Lake City, you still won't find me because I'm hidden away in an Airbnb basement. So <laughs> you'll find me uh, walking around the streets with my shirt off, getting as much sunlight as possible, even when it's 20 degrees out. Um, nice. But as far as online and, and where it's easier, uh, Instagram is where we really live. So find us on there at the Coach Rusty, And we also have another account at Find Your Total Health. They both put out a ton of amazing content specifically for musicians to stay motivated, to stay healthy, to get things done. If you want uh, more, if you have any questions about what we talked about today or about your own personal health, shoot me a DM on there. Either me or my team will get right back to you. You can send me an email. Just shoot me an email right now. I don't care. Thecoachrusty at gmail.com. Please bug me. And if you find my <laughs> phone number, send me a text. I don't care. Let's talk, man. <laughs> Let's That's take awesome, some action. Man. Let's make some things happen. So, um, yeah, find me there. RustyOsborne.com is the website. Currently under construction. Should be up, I'm sure, by the time this goes. But you know. Cool. Well, I, I got to say, man, I know I know you're a big proponent. I've heard you talk about this before is people connecting in a meaningful way online. And I can tell you, I mean, this is a perfect example of that where yeah, you, I think, commented on one of my studio posts and it wasn't like a generic comment. And then like I reached out to you and then we spoke offline and like now you're a cool dude out there in the world <laughs> doing cool work that I know. And so like this to me is like the it's an example of Instagram and the Internet at its best is like people making <laughs> genuine connections. So yeah. kudos to you for that and the work you're doing. It really is wonderful content. And we, uh, we really appreciated having you on here. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Way appreciate you guys and, and the good work that you're doing helping people here. It's really, really great stuff. People need help, man. We all need help. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's true. Thanks, Rusty. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Great to meet you guys. If you're enjoying the podcast, take a minute to leave a rating wherever you like to listen to it or share it with your friends on social media. Also, Benjamin and I are working engineers, and we love helping people turn ideas into finished productions. So if you're interested in working with one of us or just want to discuss a project you're working on, reach out. You can find my work at columnfrogrecording.com, get me on Instagram at columnfrogrecording, or shoot me an email, vk at columnfrogrecording.com. And you can check Benjamin's workout at dreamloudstudio.com. Hit him up on Instagram at dreamloudstudio or by email, ben at dreamloudstudio.com. And finally, join our Facebook group to engage with a whole group of friendly, like-minded people who are interested in DIY recording. Just search for DIY Recording Guys on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and for your continued support. I'll see you next week.